And so as I was getting closer and closer to my due date, I was like, man, is this guy going to come on his own or am I going to have to get induced again? Maybe I'm just one of those people that like just wants to carry babies forever. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control, and have an even better birth, no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse, and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, I am sharing a birth story with you guys. Haven't put one out in a little bit, and I just got done recording with Sammy, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. It was just fun to record with her. Sammy is actually a fellow labor and delivery nurse. She lives in Ohio, and she works at a smaller hospital there, so she takes care of L&D patients, postpartum patients, and newborns, so she just kind of does it all, and we heard about her second birth story today with her son, with her first daughter. You'll hear her explain that she tried everything she possibly could to get herself into labor, and she ended up having to be induced with her, and then with her son, she was like, well... I'm still going to try everything, but I'm going to try this one other thing. So she tried it and you'll have to stay tuned for the episode to see if it worked. I'm pretty sure you're probably listening and you're like, well, this is a birth story, Liesl. It's going to work, right? (laughs) All right, let's get right into this week's episode. Hi, Sammy. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of um, Mommy Labor Nurse. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited too. I haven't actually recorded a birth story with someone else. So you're my first one, definitely of this year, but it really in a while, I haven't gotten on here with somebody to hear a birth story. So I'm extra excited because I love birth stories. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family, anything you want to share? Yes. So yeah, my name's Sammy. I'm a mom of two. I have a daughter, Abigail, who's two and a half, and a son, Eli, who is nine months old. I'm originally from the Cleveland, Ohio area, but we recently moved down to Athens, Ohio, which is about three hours south because my husband is a pastor and we do college ministry. Mm -hmm. And I am also a labor and delivery nurse, but I work in a much smaller hospital than probably where you work. So we Uh. have it all same floor, like postpartum and all that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm contingent. So I usually only work one twelve a week. Yeah, that's awesome. I know some hospitals are really small like that. And that's just how it is. It's all in one floor. You are labor and delivery, you're postpartum, you take care of the babies. And you sometimes I know you get like uh, GYN patients too. <laughs> yes, yes. I love if I work like multiple shifts in a row and getting to see like the mom labor, have her baby and then meet her baby and then take care of them postpartum and do like the testing. It feels like a full circle moment when that happens. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, we are going to be talking about which birth story today? I think your son, right? Yes, yes, my son. Okay, well, usually what I have people do is kind of go back to, you know, when you were finding out you were pregnant. Let's talk about your pregnancy a little bit. I want to hear about it. And then we can kind of get into birth story. Yes, I feel like why our birth story 
became what it was with trying the midwives brew. Started off with my pregnancy with my daughter. Super, super smooth pregnancy, of course, happened during COVID. Very like healthy, active pregnancy, luckily. And towards the end, she just would not <laughs> evict. I just tried everything to try to mm. use her on my own. I, one day I had like four pineapples, core included, um, mm. had oh. sleeps, super painful. <laughs> and girlfriend just loved it, I think, in the womb. It was just so comfy. Mm-hmm. So I had an induction at 41 weeks with her and they used Cytotech and I had an epidural. It was a very, very smooth delivery. But when it came time for her to be born, she was a vacuum assisted birth. And I'm not sure. I mean, it was the heat of the moment. So I don't know if like it was because of her or just because I was like over it. So because of that, she had a hard time transitioning. And so she was born, but she wasn't crying. And Mm -hmm. like the rational part of my brain, the nurse brain was like, okay, she's fine. She just needs help. She's fine. But then the mom brain was like, what is wrong with baby? Like, I just want to hold her. Yeah. Um, Had to take her to the nursery. And since it's a small hospital, they were going to have to send her to a different hospital for the NICU. But luckily she turned around before that, but I didn't get to hold her for like the first three hours of her life. Yeah, it was sad, but we made up for it when she was all better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But luckily after that, we were smooth sailing. So after she turned one, I just got weird and I was like, oh my goodness, I need another baby. Like she's so (laughs) independent. (laughs) So we tried and luckily we got pregnant right away. Before my daughter, Abigail, we had a miscarriage. So that was always kind of like, oh, well, that happened again. But luckily it did not. Mm -hmm. And pregnant with Eli and it was super smooth pregnancy. I had a feeling he was a boy just because my pregnancy was like so different than it was with my daughter. I don't know. I felt so much better. I had like barely any nausea. So when they said it was a boy, I was like, I knew it. Mm -hmm. That was super sweet. And in my pregnancy with him, about at the halfway point, I just started really, really feeling like maybe I wanted to do this one naturally. Mm. I think just as I was thinking about my birth with my daughter, even though I'm very, very thankful I had my epidural, it was fantastic. Yeah. I did wonder like if I didn't, would I have needed her to be vacuum assisted? And like, could I have just had her around that halfway point? I started like thinking about, but I wasn't too sure. And as the pregnancy was progressing, I just started researching more and more natural births and I listened to a lot of your birth stories. I like loved all of your tips on your Instagram, all for it. Because even working in labor and delivery, I feel like I still don't know like mm. that much. Yeah. yeah. I think epidurals are amazing, but majority of my patients do get epidurals. And a lot mm-hmm. of the ones that have doulas or they come in and they're like complete. So I feel like right. I miss out on helping them like with the pain management. Yeah. Labor support. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. I I took a doula class before I had Walter and I learned a lot in that, but you're right. It's like you go to work and you just kind of take the patient that you get and you kind of learn from experience. And if you don't go through it yourself or you don't do extra research or read any books or, you know, be working there forever and see a ton of patients. Yeah. It's just not something that you innately get. For sure. So I really, really appreciated all of your resources. Are you in search of the perfect pump for your breastfeeding days? 
Proven to provide more milk in less time, the Motif Luna is a powerful breast pump that's built for modern motherhood and covered by insurance. With a battery-powered or non-battery version, the Luna is perfect for today's busy mom. The Motif Luna breast pump is lightweight and sleek, quiet and customizable, so you can quickly find what works best for you and your baby. The Luna also features a backlit LCD screen, built-in nightlight, closed system, quiet motor, and auto shutoff. And the battery-powered model gives you even more freedom and flexibility with a rechargeable battery that lasts over two hours. But beyond the features and ease of use, the Luna works. In a third-party study, five out of six moms reported more milk and less time than the leading pump brands. As a pumping mama, I personally used and loved my Luda pump. The expression mode works to express milk as efficiently as possible, while the massage mode would stimulate my letdown by mimicking my baby's natural nursing pattern. Sophisticated, strong, and soothing, covered by insurance, get ready to make your pumping days easier with the Motif Luna. To learn more about the Luna and order one for your breastfeeding and pumping journey, head on over to MotifMedical.com. And as a special offer for all MLN podcast listeners, you can get 15% off site-wide, including the Luna plus all supplies and accessories with the code MLN23. Some exclusions may apply. That's code MLN23 for 15% off site-wide at motifmedical.com. Then I started looking up just like moms that have had both experiences like a birth Mm -hmm. with an epidural birth with a natural like what did they feel one way or another and like if they were to do it again which one I was finding and a lot of my girlfriends that had both were like oh my goodness yes like my natural birth was amazing and I was like what Mm -hmm. like what does that mean like you were in so much pain (laughs) yeah but everyone just kind of explaining if they like felt that like high or like that rush of like the intense pain then after the baby's born like nothing yeah. So I just started researching that more. And so as I was researching it, I think I just kind of felt this like kind of excitement towards it, but also very much like, okay, whatever happens, happens. Right. And right. I'm still an amazing mom. It's still great. But I think right. with my daughter's birth, I never would have even entertained the thought. But the excitement for it was starting to grow. But with that, I don't know if you feel this way, but at work, it feels like a lot of times moms that are induced it's just a lot harder to go naturally. Like definitely, oh, yeah. it's just hard getting um, induced. And so as I was getting closer and closer to my due date, I was like, man, is this guy going to come on his own or am I going to have to get induced again? Maybe I'm just one of those people that like just wants to carry babies forever. Yep. And I stumbled upon your article about the midwife brew. Um, yeah. And I did not try with my daughter. I like steered clear of castor oil just because I was it's, nervous about it. Yeah, it's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So once I read your article, I did more research. I listened to a really good podcast from Evidence-Based Birth. And like they did a bunch of studies about like the risk for the moms or the babies. And that gave me a lot of peace to pursue it. And just like more research about it and listening to, I went on YouTube and just like would search yep. birth story moms that did the midwives through. Mm-hmm. So that gave me a lot of peace. And as I was researching it, I asked my midwife about it, who I was seeing in the office. And she kind of was like, not for, but not against. She was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I just 
think it's going to work. And she's like, I think you're going to be miserable and it's not going to put you in the labor. She's like, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm not worried about safety. So like do whatever you want to do. I'm like, okay, right. cool. <laughs> We're getting towards like closer and closer to the due date. I'm like talking to my husband about this. And I think just from our daughter's birth and then this one, I think he's just like, whatever, do whatever you want to do. Like whatever. <laughs> second baby. That's kind of what happens with the second baby. <laughs> yeah. He's, as he's like, you're a nurse. I trust you're like researching this. And then even with wanting to go naturally this time, he's like, I mean, your epidural was great, but like, do whatever you feel like you want. I'm like, yeah. okay, honey. <laughs> um, but I wanted him to give me the do it or don't do it. But he's like, it's whatever you want. So yeah. getting from him and my midwife, I just was like, all right, I got it. If I have peace about it, I'll pursue it. If not, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. As I was getting closer to my due date and I'm still only two centimeters dilated, my midwife was like, well, we could just induce you and get this over with. And she was like, you can do it naturally for sure. So she set me um, on the schedule to get induced the day after my due date, which I believe was a Friday. My due date was May 19th. So she set it Mm -hmm. for the 20th. And then my family all lives a good three hours away. So my mom was going to come in to watch my daughter the night before. And she works a pretty demanding job. So she was coming after work. So it just felt like a game time decision. I was like, all right, this is my last hurrah, hoping that yep. I go in the labor. So I bought everything after my due date appointment with my midwife. I came home and my husband was like, are you sure you want to do this? And he like, don't think it's going to work. Like you tried everything your last pregnancy. And I was yeah. like, well, let's just try it. So from some of the birth stories I was watching, a lot of them, it worked really quickly. And a lot of them are saying, like, you kind of have to already be dilated. And yeah. if it's not your baby, it tends to work. If it's your first baby, maybe not. So I was two centimeters and my mom was supposed to come in at like 9 p.m. So I took it at like 8.30 p.m., which I do not advise get in the morning if you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I took it around 8.30. It was disgusting. It yeah. Was, oh, okay. So tell gross. me about that because I've heard of people doing it, but I haven't actually spoken to someone who has tasted it. So tell us about the taste. I don't even know how I could describe it. I like will not eat almond butter. Mm. Like, oh man, it was just rough. And then okay. even like I had apricot juice in there and then I couldn't find the exact right tea. So I did like just a lemon mint tea mm-hmm. to help, which probably didn't help with the taste because there was just too many weird mm. tastes going. Mm. <laughs> and it was thick and it just was did not sit well Ugh, um, like a big old glass of it and I had like a couple sips left and I just could not do it I was feeling a little nauseous and like well if it's not going to work like two sips isn't going to matter at the uh, yes exactly <laughs> all right the sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of birth it up babies This one is such a sweet one, you guys. This one says, been meaning to send this message forever. Just wanted to say thank you for your amazing class. We welcomed our rainbow baby girl, 928, and had an empowering labor and birth with no epidural. I took your natural birth class and it helped me and my husband prepare so well, not to mention that the birth plan template was perfect and even my L&T nurse commented how detailed it was. Thank you for helping us prepare for the most incredible moment of our lives. A little smiley face. 
I love these. I've said this before on the podcast, but I do not read these beforehand. This is like, I have somebody else drop them into our little project management thing that we use and she drops them in there and I just read them live and it's just my reaction live. I read them with you guys. So it's just, I love reading them with you. So if you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to mommylabornerds.com slash courses to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. So I finished it. My mom came in. I was like giving her a rundown for my daughter of like, okay, here's what to do with her tomorrow when I'm getting induced. And as I'm like walking my mom around my house, I just started feeling like, oh, oh, I need to go to the bathroom, which I was a little nervous. Like, oh gosh, I hope don't have too many like bowel movements and get dehydrated. I did not. I only have like two very normal bowel movements. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that happened. And then, well, that might be all this midwife brew does. It might just make me go to the bathroom. So (laughs) (laughs) I started getting ready for bed because regardless, I was getting induced in the morning Mm -hmm. and I was laying in my bed and it was like 10 o'clock and I started feeling what I thought were like Braxton Hicks because I never really had contractions with my daughter. I was like, okay, maybe this is something. And I just was trying to sleep through it like laying on my back started to get uncomfortable. So I would just kind of try to hang out on my side. Mm -hmm. Um, And about like hour of trying that and just not able to sleep. I was like, well, I'll just go play on my uh, labor ball downstairs and just like rock my hips. So I tried that. My husband came down and he was like, is it go time? And I was like, not yet, sweetie. We're going to try to hang out at home if possible. I'll get you when it's time. (laughs) Yeah. And then my labor ball was okay, but if anything, it was just hard to distract. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to go try to take a bath. So I went up to the bath. Um, I had these like bath salts that had um, little like lavender flowers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was pouring it in, I was like, how in the world am I going to clean the bathtub after this? <laughs> oh, no. It was one of those ones where it's just like, it's cute, but it's not practical. It just made yeah. a huge mess. Yeah. So I was laboring in the bath and I was trying to not time my contractions at first because I just wanted to ignore them and they were starting to pick up a little bit like I was having to focus as they were coming and then I was just getting really aggravated by how dirty I was making my bathtub. oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> so I got cleaned it up real quick and then um it started to like pour outside it was like almost midnight at this point and so I went and I stood outside and it just was like the most beautiful part, I think, in my whole labor, because as I was having these like contractions and it was like pouring, I was blocked off by our roof. It just felt like, man, my body's doing exactly as like mm-hmm. it's made to do, as like nature's intended it to do. Um, and it just was a moment of just like prayer and like focus, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to have a baby. Like it just was a really sweet, sweet yeah. moment. And then I was started noticing they were coming really quick. Like, yeah. I should probably timing these and they were three minutes apart. And I started to get a little anxious, like, oh gosh, what if we miss it? What if we don't make it to the hospital? Mm -hmm. Um, So I got my husband like, hey, I think we need to get going. But they weren't crazy painful yet. I just was getting worried about how close they were. Yeah. So we left for the hospital and started having um, a lot more pain in my back during the drive. And I don't think my husband really believed me yet because mm. he definitely could tell I was contracting. But I think he thought like maybe it wasn't as much as I was saying it was. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But he was like, okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then um, we get to the hospital and I just like from a lot of the birth stories I read and listened to a lot of people were like, do not get a wheelchair like that slows down your momentum. Mm -hmm. If you want to go natural, just like walk. And so I'm getting in between contractions. I'm like walking and smiling. And we get up to my floor and they're like, oh, Sammy, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm in her. into a room and it was almost 1 a.m. at this point. And they checked me and I was almost six centimeters. Oh, dang. I know. (laughs) I just couldn't even believe it was working. So I was kind of like, wow, like so encouraged, like we're going to have a baby. Yeah. And laying in bed was very, very uncomfortable. So I was just standing on the edge of the hospital bed and my husband was giving me counter pressure um, Mm -hmm. on my back just with each contraction. But in between contractions was great. I was able to just relax, smile. And then about a half hour later, I could like feel my son just start like moving south in my pelvis. Ah. Um, yes. And I was like, ah, I think I need to be checked. So they hopped me back in the bed and I was eight to seven or eight to nine centimeters. So that's when it got very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it like, yeah, like tolerable, like, okay, I can do this. And like, I felt very encouraged. Mm-hmm. As soon as my watch broke, it felt like, what was I thinking? This was a horrible idea. Why did I do this to myself? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sounds like the typical, like when your water breaks, I mean, I feel like it happens if you're four centimeters and you're laboring or if you're nine centimeters and you're laboring, but that water bag makes a big difference in your pain level. I swear. <laughs> Wondering if you need to make a birth plan? Not sure what a birth plan even is? Here's the deal. As a labor and delivery nurse, I've seen a lot of different birth plans. Some I love and some, well, not so much. (laughs) One thing that's certain though, I do recommend creating a birth plan before giving birth because overall I see birth plans as an empowering tool that gets mamas researching and thinking more about birth before it happens. But that can only happen if it's done right. That's why my team of labor and delivery nurses and I created a comprehensive yet simple birth plan template that has been used by thousands and thousands of women across the country. Grab your free birth plan template at mommylabornurse.com slash birth plan. That's mommylabornurse.com slash birth plan to grab your free birth plan template today. I mean, having the epidural before, I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like with my own patients, as soon as they're like, oh yeah, my water broke. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do for pain management? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely picked up after that. So I stood back on the side of the bed. My husband kept giving me counter pressure with contractions. And he would like think the contraction was over. So he'd move his hands. And I'm like, no, put them back. It's not done. I was in a little fight with him. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yep, (laughs) And then, um, about within like maybe 20 more minutes of that, of just being like horrible, horrible pain. I was clenching onto the side of the bed rails in mm-hmm. pain, mentally telling myself like, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Like this mm-hmm. is good pain. But it just, it was it hard to hard. keep encouraged. <laughs> it is. It's hard to be that focused. I remember like with Rylands, I was like doing good until about that point when I was like eight or nine centimeters and my water broke. And you're like, I just can't focus on anything at all right now. And you know, there's no turning back. Like yep. there's nothing. Yep. This point. <laughs> yep. Yes. I was like, oh, I should have got that epidural, but I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> So then I really, really felt like it was time to push, which was interesting because even though I had the epidural with my daughter, 
the pushing sensation felt exactly the same. Huh. Um, so I think the epidural didn't go as low as I needed it to. Like contraction pain wise, mm-hmm. I felt nothing, but pushing, mm-hmm. it felt exactly the same as it did with my son. Mm. So that kind of helped me like, okay, at least this isn't worse than what I remember. Right. right. And I wanted to try pushing on like my hands and knees. And I tried that and it just was not feeling great at all. So then they were like, do you want to try your back? Try that. That felt horrible. So I just kind of ended up in like a fetal position on my side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband was holding my top leg. And it just was like my body took over. So I pushed for six minutes and then he just came shooting out. Well, dang, that midwife's brain yeah. really worked, didn't it? <laughs> It did. And then now he cried right away, which was amazing. Oh. And then I totally felt the high, like the rush. Oh. Like, oh, gosh, I just did that. Like, I could not believe that it was over, that I did it. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that is incredible. And you said it was 830 when you like took the midwives through. And then like, what time was he born? Yeah. So I took it around 830. It took me a while to drink it because it was so much. I started having those contractions around like 10 p.m. And then he Mm -hmm. was born at 2 a.m., like 206. So it worked pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, he must have just been right position and you're already two centimeters dilated. So your body was just like, I just need a little extra push. Give me some castor oil. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I was very, very thankful. It was all smooth. And yeah, yeah, it was experience but when I've talked about it to other expecting moms I think I'm just always like just talk to your doctor about it oh yeah yeah just like still researching it and everything and it to me I had peace about it but I would never want to tell someone like oh Mm. just do it like no do your research talk to your doctor because anytime you're like really taking matters into your own hands like that it's kind of risky yeah totally totally well I'm glad you said that at the end too Well, if you don't mind me asking, how was your postpartum experience and did you choose to breastfeed your son? Yes. Yeah. Postpartum was good. I think I felt really good after having him and we breastfed and he latched right away, which was great. I didn't have too many issues with my daughter. So that was really, really great. And I definitely loved him right away when he was born, Mm -hmm. but it was just different than my Mm -hmm. two-year-old who I had known for two years. So I think that was unexpected expected because no one had told me like oh it's just love but it's a different love but yeah. now I'm head over heels in love with that little boy but it oh definitely like gotten to know his personality and his smile and his laugh like it yeah. for sure grows yes I totally know what you mean because I felt a similar feeling with Rylan too it took me honestly a couple of days to really you know, you love him from the beginning, obviously. And you're like, oh my God, this is the kid's little baby ever. But yeah, it takes you a little while to just like sometimes bond with babies. And that can happen with moms with their first babies too. For sure. For sure. I think that gave me even more like understanding for other moms. Yeah. And that, like not everyone with their first or however many babies is going to have that like instant love. I definitely did with my daughter. I think just with having the miscarriage experience first, when we had her, it was like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting so long for her. And then with my son, even though it was like, oh my gosh, I love him. Like he's here. It was just different. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, Sammy, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing this story. That was 
So amazing. I mean, gosh, we have that article on the site and I've read the comments from people and I've watched the same videos that you probably have and listened to the evidence-based birth podcast, but I've never actually talked to somebody who's actually done it. So I'm excited to hear your story. And I'm sure a lot more moms are going to be like, oh, wow. Okay. This is actually someone who actually did it. Oh, thank you, Lethal. Thank you so much for having me. It worked for me. So I hope that for your listeners, if they pursue it and talk to their practitioner about it, that it works for them too. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Wasn't that just so much fun? I'm so glad that we got to hear from her and hear her personal experience with that. Because like I said in the episode, I've just never talked to anybody that has actually done it. So big shout out to Sammy for actually saying, hey, I'm just going to give this thing a go. (laughs) Next week on the Mommy Learners podcast, we are talking all about membrane sweeps, which is another method of getting things going of induction. And then we're also going to talk about cervical checks really, really in depth. It was a fun episode to record. I love to really, really deep dive into those subjects. So if you're interested in those topics, be sure to stay tuned to next week's episode. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth, and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver.